We're looking at a particular topic today that I pray in the name of Jesus may find you well. That it may find you capable of answering the question that's being posed. There are four questions in total. The first question is, are you salty? Are you salty? Father God, in Jesus' name, your word is already anointed. It's already blessed. Amen. We ask that you use the vessel of clay <coughs> that you speak through your son, your servant. Mm. You enlighten his eyes, open his ears to hear, and only repeat what you say. Preach by the unction of the Holy Spirit, not to please men, but to please God. That every hearer today and hereafter will ask these questions and be able to answer them in Jesus' name. Are you salty? Matthew chapter 5, looking at verse 13, and carry on from there. There are four questions we want to look at. Are, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is dense for good for nothing, but, cast, but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The first question is in the first verse. Are ye salty? Salt in its property, as you see listed there, its scientific composite breakdown is sodium chloride. That's, that's what salt is. It's crude. It's resourced from different places. But one thing about salt is that when salt is subjected to condensation or water, salt begins to lose its property. It begins to lose its saltiness. Mm -hmm. If you put that in your everyday vernacular, leaving the salt to get damp and you come back and try to use it as a seasoning, you'll find it does not have the same property or effect Salt is supposed to be relevant. We are supposed, the body of Christ is supposed to be relevant. Are you seeing this? Mm. We are to make a difference in the world. The body of Christ, so the question is, are you salty? Is this message the Holy Spirit is delivering is about introspection. It's not about me pointing to you. Are you pointing to the guy down the street? Or are the guy down the street pointing to the lady over there? It's about every person opening the book as a mirror. Mm. Looking fully in the word of God, ask the question, are you salty? Are you having godly effect in the environment into which you were placed? That's that's the word of God, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Salt, as we are called, the salt of the earth, is supposed to maintain its savor. 
It's supposed to maintain its ability. It's, a, it's supposed to maintain it. If I took you to your job, if I took you to your campus or your university, if I took you to, to the place, uh, your, your neighborhood, and I took a, a sample, what would be the salt content of, the, of your working environment because of your presence? What would be the level of salt in that environment because you're there? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a massive honor that the creator of the universe wants to use us hey. to salt the world. Man, that, that's incredible. Yes. Just the thought of it, just the thrill of it, the privilege of being counted by God as one that he would send into an unsalted world mm. to be the salt of the earth. The challenge comes at the latter half of the sentence. If the salt has lost its saltiness, what good is it? What purpose is it? Are you seeing this, ladies and gentlemen? What, what God is saying is I've put you in a particular place to affect something. But if a person refuses, rejects, walks out of, or withholds, could you imagine going to, we went to a restaurant last night, could you imagine going to a restaurant and you have all of your containers with all of the uh, accoutrements, and everything, and there's the salt there, and everything is sitting in this nice bottle or container, unused. You can brag, I've got salt on my table. There is salt in this container, and it's on my table. I don't care what anyone says, there is salt in the room, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and you never tilt it out. What good is it? Are you understanding? There is something in you that causes a change in the earth. When you open that container and release of God comes out, an immediate effect happens in the environment. You have got to believe this and live in such a way that you're walking down the street saying, I'm salty. I'm salty. I'm salty. Are you seeing this? That should be your attitude. Mm. Not I'm cranky. I'm my own person. I'm going to stay to myself. Mind my own business. Whatever they do, they do. I'm not, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> there was a video from, was it Japan or China? Oh, it was China or Japan. A little girl was knocked down in the street. A little girl was knocked down in the middle of the street in broad daylight. It wasn't dark. It wasn't night. Knocked down and knocked down to the road. And people approached her and went around. People walking, looked over and kept walking. The video goes on for several seconds. And you're sitting there, your brain is screaming, my God, do you not see this child? And people just going around. They're thinking, nothing to do with me. It's not my child. I don't know her. What, what is that? When that attitude comes into the salt, that is the dampness. 
I don't care. It's, it's not my responsibility. I don't know anything about that person. I'm not going to get involved. I cannot count the number of times where I've gone and put myself at risk of injury to help someone else. And I didn't even think about it. It never even occurred to me as a thought, should I be doing this? Why? Because that salt level was so high. <laughs> it had to be released. So when you are salty, you're not going around trying to be insular, Mr. Joe Cool, Mrs. Joe Cool. No, you're looking for a release valve. This has got to come out. God has given me this saltiness to affect the world. Are you salty? We are only relevant when we are effective. And we can only be effective if we are relevant. You see that? That is the grace of God. Can anyone check for me? Is the light on? That's the next question. Are you salty was the first question. Is the light on? The Bible says further in that same verse, that verse 14, if ye are, ye are the light, excuse me, ye are the light of the world, a city that is sit on a hill cannot be hid. There is no way to, to cloak. There's no cloaking. This is not Star Trek. There's no cloaking mechanism. If there is light in you, it is recognizable. If you turn the lights on in any building, any room, the minute that electrical circuit is made, illumination will come unless the lamp is burned out or the power is actually off. That connection will immediately force darkness to rescind. Light will go forth. Is the light actually on? Have you ever been in your house and, and you, you left and you look back over your shoulder like, what? Did I leave a light on upstairs? And you had to, to do a double take or, or, or go back and check because you thought you left a light on. If Jesus came knocking at your door right now and peeped through the windows of your soul, it looks like there's a, there's a light on in there. Or would he say, wow, the shades are pulled. It's all dark. Where is the light? Is the light on? You can check. I can check. Again, this is about introspection. I'm not pointing at you. I'm pointing at myself. I'm saying, is the light on? If I am the light of the world, the first question, you are salt. Are you salty? If I am now in the light, can people see the beacon from a distance? All of us who have watched some level of television or, or been exposed to some level of seafare know what a lighthouse is. A lighthouse is a beacon that sits on a rock telling the seafarers how far they are from shore. That you are getting, you are reaching the coastline. Take care of how you're going. In some cases, lighthouses have saved shipfarers' lives, letting you know there are rocks nearby. Why? That beacon of hope. You get on your bus, you're a nice guy, you're a nice girl. There are people on your bus that practice pornography. There are people on your bus who are pedophiles. There are people on your bus who are sexually 
promiscuous. There are persons on your bus who are atheists. There are witches. And here you come. Do you think it might be a good thing to have the light on when you walk into that environment? Sure. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Do you think you might want to be thinking beyond your small environment as to what you're actually walking into? I am meant to be salty. God intended for me to be salty. He has intended that I should be a light in the darkness. Why? Because of his presence inside of me. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Do you see the last part of that scripture? We are not of the night. How many times have we watched so-called trendy Christians trying to be trendy? Well, I'm going to get tatted up, and I'm going to dress and act like and have the swagger of the rap singers. I'm going to be like the world. You are not of the night. So why are you dressing like night people, talking like night people? Well, I'm going to go to the club and show them that Jesus is cool, and I'm going to drink a few shots and say it's okay to party all night, to secular music. God doesn't mind me crossing over. What a lie. You are not of the night. You're of the day. If there is no distinction, how do you know when it's daytime? It's a common question. How do you know when it's night? That's a common question. Well, what do you think would happen if there was no distinction? There would be no night there would be no day. If it's all the same, surely there is a distinction between light and darkness. Mm -hmm. I'm not pushing the boat out. I'm making a common connection. So if I look at my life and I look at the life of someone who has no confession of Christ, should I not see a difference between night and day, darkness and light? Colossians 1.13 who hath delivered us, plural, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? Mm. That tells me that there is power in the darkness to hold people in it. Mm. And that there's power in the son of God to take people out of it. So if I want to be full of light and make sure the light is on, I have to yield to the Son of God and his kingdom work and resist the Son of Darkness and their kingdom work. Amen? I have to know that when persons are around me or operating in darkness, I can stand in the midst of that darkness and operate in light. Let me give you a clear example. The person you're sitting next to, or in front of, or behind, can you tell me what they're thinking right now? No. 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 So that means another entity, another sentient being, can be proximally as close to you as a seat away, yet you do not know what they are thinking. Mm -hmm. 
That is the exact same way how you can walk in light and the person next to you walk in darkness mm -hmm. at the exact same time. From some of the things I hear from the mouths of people, I would not want to be in the mind of that person for 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Just from what I hear them say, mm -hmm. Lord, may I never. One person said to me, oh, I don't know how you could, they were talking about a serial killer. I don't know how you could kill all those people. I'm saying, I'm glad you don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you don't get it. I'm glad you don't understand it. Because if you did, your mind would be like their mind. I'm glad you don't get it. No, I don't get it. All I know is we are ruled by light. They are ruled by darkness. And let me correct the devil now. For years, Satan has told people, if you make a distinction between holy and unholy, you are somehow being self-righteous. Or that you are somehow making yourself better than others. No, I am declaring to you, God has put a distinction between his kingdom and Satan's kingdom. Between light and darkness. And my declaration of where I am standing is a truth before God. For me to deny who I am in Christ is to deny Christ himself. Period. So when you make the statement, I am of the light, that is not arrogance, it's not boasting, it's not bragging, that is the truth. Because I know how I came into this light through deliverance from the Son of God. That is the testimony. And when the wicked stand before you, what makes you think you're better than me? Honey, I am not saying to you I am better than you. I am saying to you that light is better than darkness. And life is better than death. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the boldness of the light. That's the boldness of the salt yes. inside. Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan, we just said it, unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins, and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith, that is in me. That's the testimony of Paul. Ladies and gentlemen, two questions down, two to go. Are you salty? Is the light indeed on? Is your purpose revealed? The third question comes out of the 15th verse there. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Now the second question, is the light on, pointing to the contrast between light and darkness. The third question, is your purpose revealed is about guidance. Are you being guided by anything? When you light a candle, it illuminates a, a radius. You can't stand in city center, light a candle, and think it's going to illuminate to Bambury. That's not a candle, that's an atomic explosion. If you had a source of light that could illuminate from the Oxford city center all the way to Bambury, something is blown up. But wherever you are and wherever you turn, that light will illumine a 
circumference, an area. Men, when they light a candle, they put it strategically in a place to cast light over an area that they need to see. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit. I wish I could say it the way I'm hearing it. If the purpose of God is illuminating from within you, the area that you need to operate in is visible. If the candle is put under a bushel, extinguished, it cannot serve the purpose for which it was created. If you extinguish the candlelight, you have taken away your source of illumination. Therefore, you have taken away the pathway of guidance. We talk a lot in Christian circles about revelation knowledge, getting revelation from God, something being revealed. You're talking about the candlelight. You're talking about the candle being trimmed. That's mean having the, the burnt part of the wick cut off. That's what trimming means. So that only the fresh waxed core is now exposed to the flame. And the flame will get brighter when you trim the wick. and where you place the candle. So I'm thinking, I need a new job, Lord. I need a, I need a new career path, Lord. I, I need a new uh, academic course of study, Lord. I need a wife, Lord. I need a husband, Lord. I need to uh, go talk to my, my relative, Lord. I need to speak to my mother or my father, Lord. I need to uh, go talk to my colleague at work. Whatever you put in that sentence, you need illumination in that area. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Whatever you put in that sentence that I just made, you need illumination in that area. If the purpose is revealed, if the candle is lit, is it strategically placed to show light into the area into which you are looking or going? It will give light to all that are in the house. What is the house? within the circumference, within the radius, with which in that place that you are in, the light will go forward. If you are like the candle being lit, wherever you are coming, revelation is coming with you. Wherever you are going, the knowledge of God is being exposed. Yeah. You cannot tell me you are a Christian and you go around and the only thing you can do is repeat what somebody else said. That is not sufficient. Where you are going, the Holy Spirit in you is constantly revealing. Mm -hmm. That is the candle showing light. Mm -hmm. You can't help but see more than others. Why? Because there's illumination. Hallelujah. Trust God to work through you to illuminate the darkness. Do not expect the darkness to win. Do not expect the darkness to dominate. Amen. This breaks all forms of oppression because a lot of Christians are not depressed, but they are oppressed. Yes. A lot of Christians are very oppressed. Mm. They, they look like they're depressed because of the heaviness that is on them. Their, their joy is absent. Why? Because this candle has been put under someplace and it's being covered over by a tabletop. And the light is being repressed 
where if it was taken out and placed where it's supposed to be, it would illuminate. How confident are you at walking in the dark? And some people say, they're like, oh, I know my house. I know my house. I can get up in the dark and I can find my way. They're finding their way by memory. Oh, there's a, there's a couch there. There's a stove. There's a, a chair over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a, and, but look at how they're walking. <laughs> they say, I know my house, but look at, kind of, well, look at the steps that they're taking. I know, I know everything. <laughs> is, is that the way you want to go through life? Say, well, I know the way. Don't worry, God. Don't turn the light on. Don't, don't illuminate the path. I'll, 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 I know the way. And you're walking like grandpa with a diaper saying, oh, I know the way. I know the way. But if you were free and the light was on and you could see how great the steps, how confident the stride would be. Because I can see where I'm stepping. I know where I'm placing my foot. Yes, I know there's a sofa there, but I don't have to feel for it when I can clearly see it. I can avoid it easily and go on the way. 2 Timothy 2, 2. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, that means set apart, meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Now, when you read 2 Timothy 2, 2, Paul writing to his spiritual son, Timothy, what hinders you and I from fulfilling that scripture? Nothing is the answer. I'll answer for you. Nothing prevents you and I from being that guy. And I don't mean male. I mean being that person. If you would throw off every weight, every encumbrance, everything that would bring darkness to the illumination in you, you will be a vessel for honor. Which is going to our next question. But at this point, it's a vessel for honor. Set apart for God's use. Prepared for every good work. What does that mean? That anything that is good and godly, you are ready to be used in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Your created purpose and calling places you in a position for the time of your exposure. What is that? That is that candle. That is that light is exposed and it is timed. Well, if I use go back to my first example. I have the candle, in this case, on a candlestick. I'm walking through a house that is full of darkness. As I take each step, the illumination goes further and further down the pathway as I am traveling through the house. I reach a door. I open the door. And a room that was filled with darkness is now flooded with the light of this candle. As I walk through the door, the light goes ahead of me, goes around me illuminates the way. So the time of your exposure Mm -hmm. is relevant to your purpose. The time of your exposure is relevant to the place. The time of your exposure is relevant to the calling. Father God, teach us your word. Teach us your counsel and your precepts. You You need light for now. You need Revelation, for now, it needs to come into your heart now. The Bible says that at one point, Moses, even though he was raised by Pharaoh's daughter, at some point it entered into his heart. I need to be aligned with the Hebrew people. 
Those are my people. Can you see that? What day will it be when you will say within yourself, I need to be aligned with my purpose from God? I've been clinging on to my nationality. I've been clinging on to my social group. I've been clinging on to my age group. I've been clinging on to my personal identification. I need to break from this and actually connect to the purpose of God for my life. Everything will change instantly the moment you get there. Others will benefit when we are walking in our purpose. The Bible says right there, it gives light unto the house. And everybody in the house will benefit from you being in your purpose. Beloved, if that is true, only a wise man would turn around and say that nobody benefits from you being out of your purpose. No, nobody's benefiting from you not being in the will of God. Even the devil is lying to people. There is no benefit to society when I am not in my purpose from God. It's impossible. Because everything that God gave me to affect this world will come through my purpose and being in it. So if I step out of my purpose, how can I now affect society, affect the world, the community, or even my personal family? How can I say I'm a Christian? I belong to Christ, yet I don't walk in his purpose, in his illumination. Who is going to benefit from my life. The most selfish person thinks they can live unto themselves. You cannot live unto yourself. Mm. You were created to interact with others. Amen. You cannot live unto yourself. Holy Spirit, teach us. Mm. Holy Spirit, teach us on this point. Mm -hmm. I see many women around the world just now just now. So many stories I have read and, and seen evidence. Parents pleading. Now, you have to listen. Don't, don't say what I'm not saying. You have to listen and hear what the Spirit is saying. People trying to live unto themselves. Mm -hmm. To be what's called a, a recluse. A hermit. Living in a monastery, a monk. We're going to seal ourselves off from the world. And therefore, we'll be okay. God did not call us to hide ourselves away from a society that is dying and going to hell. He called us to be in the midst of that flow. Amen. Jesus came into the city. He, he went into the countryside. He went by the seaside. Wherever the people were gathered, he was there to make a difference. Amen. The Christians went out. The Bible says that they turned the whole world upside down. Paul and Silas prayed and sang at midnight, and the earthquake came, and every prisoner in the prison was affected by their worship. Hmm. How many people are affected by your worship? by your daily worship. Holy Spirit, teach us. Mm. Teach us out of your word, Daddy. God, mm. the, the mighty effect you want to have through us every single day that when you walk in a room, the light comes on. It's not your light. It's his light. It's not your glory, as we'll see here in the next question. It's God getting the glory. The last question. 
should be a question mark at the end. Is God getting the glory? Is it actually going heavenward? The last verse there, Matthew 5, 16. Let your light, that's permission. Let your light, that's permission. Let your light so shine. What light? The light that's on the candle. The light that's inside of you. Let your light shine before men. That they may what? See God's good works. No, your good works. That's what the Bible says. That they may see your good works. And what will they do in conjunction to seeing your good works? Glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Maybe there are not enough persons glorifying God because we're not seeing enough of the good works of God in the people of God. That's deeper than you think. If you look closer, you will see something in the scripture there. That works that come from God glorify God. The world has its charity and charitable organizations. If you're only doing what the world is doing, that could not be classified as a work from God. That's the humanities. That's a work from man. Oh, I'm feeding the children. Yes. Anyone can feed the children. I'm clothing the, I'm clothing the naked. Yes. There's a place down the road you can get clothes. The works of God are connected to God. They are spiritual in origin, spiritual in nature. You see, supernatural love cannot come from the world. They don't have it, so they cannot give it. Supernatural love has to come from God. What greater love hath any man than this, than to lay down his life for his friend, you see? That is a work of God. Yes. Loving not your life unto death. That is a work of God. When they saw the Christians coming into the arena before the lions, and they were not afraid, and they were singing to their God, that was a work of God. How in the world can those people be so optimistic before they die? When they were torturing them during the Inquisition, many, many confessions, if you go and read Fox's Book of Mortars, many before they were slaughtered, they were saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Lord God, I will not repent. I will not recant. I will not deny you. And men could see, this is not natural. When you are given the opportunity to show hatred and you show love, that is a work of God. That is, that is not natural. It is supernatural. When men see the good works from God, they will glorify your Father. They won't glorify you. If you're getting the praise, you're getting the credit, that means your work is not from God. How many times have I sat on a dais or sat in the audience and heard all the accolades for brother, sister, so-and-so? And it's one thing to acknowledge someone and to thank them. It is another thing to actually attribute glory to them. That's different. Hello? That is different. We should all thank one another as citizens. 
of the kingdom. But the glory, beloved, goes to God. The glory must be his. The praise must be his. When I say I thank God for your life to someone, I really mean I actually thank him for your life. That you are alive and you are moving in the spirit. That's what he's talking about. Men will glorify your father when they see the works of God going through you. Is God getting the glory? People build a big edifice and build a big house, build a big work. And have the nerve, have the audacity to put their name on it and say, this is Flip Flaps Ministry. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had to catch my breath at times. Oh, yeah, my ministry. Yeah, in my ministry. I have somebody in my ministry. My min Boy, look out for lightning below. Where is it going to come from? I'm trying to get out of the way. Your ministry? When did you go to the cross? Which blood did you shed? When did you resurrect from the grave? How did you get a ministry? Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Not your church, my church. So how did you get a ministry? That's not a glory to God. That's a glory of men. People are running around worshiping men. Oh, let's have an honorarium for our pastor. Let's honor our pastor this year and buy him another Lexus. Or another Porsche. Or another Maybach. Because he's such a great, she's such a great. I know I've gone off into the deep side. I kind of live here every day anyway, so it doesn't matter. These are the atrocities being committed in the name of God. And people are being deceived to think that's what God wants. So what do they do? They keep producing these atrocities because someone told them that's what God wanted. But the scripture says when they see the good works, they will glorify God in heaven. Not Larry down the street. Father, I hope I made that plain enough for you in Jesus' name. 1 Peter 2.12. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, look at this testimony. They may by your good works, which, which they shall behold. What is that? See. Glorify God in the day of visitation. How in the world can anyone do that unless the work is from God? Even while they're calling you names, even while they're saying you're wicked, you're a charlatan, you're false, you're not real, uh, God is not with you, you're not, all these cascades of words, just keep doing the good works of God. They are building up a testimony. And when those persons, those who come out of darkness into the light of the day of the visitation of God, when God touches their heart, they will say, wow. Let me tell you all the things I saw that person do before I got saved. People say, I used to curse you. I used to laugh at you. I used to say, he's nothing. I came to Christ and now I realized you were loving me with the love of God the whole time. You were treating me better than I've ever been treated. That's the testimony, ladies and gentlemen.
that you will receive. I've received it. You will receive it personally. People will tell you, I used to didn't like you. I didn't even know why I didn't like you. Honey, you were in darkness. Darkness doesn't like light. Darkness eliminates one, that ability to recognize. But when light comes, light eliminates the darkness. And when the visitation of God comes on them, when they are turned, when they reveal, or even, oh my God, I could, let me go to the end. Even if the day of judgment comes, every good work that you have done for, through, by God's agency will stand on that day. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Every good work that has come through you by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. on the day of judgment will be a testimony right there. Mm -hmm. These are all the things that God did through you. Mm -hmm. Line after line you. after line. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to be there, beloved? Mm -hmm. Don't you want God to be able to point to all of these things? Even your enemies will give God glory because of you. Mm -hmm. The last testimony John 13, 35. By this shall all men, how many is all? All is all. By this shall all men know, not guess, not assume. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. How? If you have love one to another. That's what we were talking about earlier. That testimony of love is to every single person on the face of the earth. Not by the size of your family Bible. Not by the size of your collar on your throat. Not by the size of your congregation, quote unquote. Not by the size of your following online, your social following. How will they know that you're his disciple? By the love of Christ that you show. If I went further in a different direction, it's not in the notes, but I'll say it this way. If you are a person, you have a personality. If you are a person and you have a personality, you have traits and attributes that are unique to you, that mark you out, that when I say your name to someone who knows you, everything about you will come in front of that person. Oh yeah, she's like this. Oh yeah, he's like that. Oh yeah, what are you saying? You're saying I'm identifying with the personality associated with that, with that name. So when I say Jesus, Everything about the character and the person and the personality of Jesus should be resident in me. Oh, I know I just pushed it again. I'm pushing it one more time. And if he's not having his full expression of his character, his personality, and his likeness in me, it is because there is work yet to be done in my person until I become more in the image of the Son of God through yielding to Him. Mm, come on. Hallelujah. So His personality begins to affect the way I talk to people, the way I treat people, the way I react to people, the way I move with people. Why? Because the personality of Jesus is invading my consciousness and His light is coming through me. Yeah. His demonstrations are coming through me. And people who know me will say, you have the love of God in you. Mm. Not the hatred of the devil. Not the deception of the enemy. Not the cunningness of the dark and fallen one. Are we seeing this? Ladies and gentlemen, 
Are you salty? Is the light on? Amen. Is God getting the glory? Are you seeing your purpose? These four small questions reveal everything about the nature of God in you to date. And anyone who dares take this scripture, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Just read the word of God, beloved. Amen? Yes, amen. We stand together. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have posed these four questions to us. Father, let us answer you now. If there is any place in us where there's not enough saltiness, hey, increase the salt content. Yes, Make us salty right now before you, Daddy God, that we may be a seasoning and a savior to the world around us, yes. that we may have impact in our environment. Father, if there's any darkness dwelling in us, turn the light on. Yes. If the light is on but dim, increase the voltage. Hey, increase the wattage. Yes. Bring up the current so it will cast illumination around the place where you placed us. Yes. Father, where we are planted as a candle, let us not be hidden somewhere, mm. but reveal. Place us on the bushel. Yes, that our purpose be revealed. That light would shine in the radius in every area where we are dwelling right now by the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Cause us to see, Daddy God, yes. the glory yes. coming through us by you into the world. Let us leave nothing and no one unturned and undone. Father, if there's any place that needs cleansing, washing, refreshing, reviving, any ground we have given to the enemy, we take it back now in Jesus' name that we may be holy and purely the servants and the children of God that the world may see the love of Christ activated in action through us and glorify you in heaven. Let every person who has heard this word, who will hear this word, receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Find your neighbor, your friend, ask them, are you salty?